You are listening to You Should Write a Book with Camille Pagan. I'm Camille, a certified coach, the best-selling author of 10 books, and the founder of Even Better Co. Each week, I coach aspiring to establish authors on how to write books, actually enjoy the process, and create even better writing careers. A quick note. The Career Author Mastermind begins January 6th. It's an exclusive coaching program for a small group of fiction writers who are committed to creating their dream careers as authors. This is the program I wished I had access to when I was starting out as a novelist and even in the middle of my career before I began working with a coach. With research-backed coaching techniques, strategies that have helped my clients succeed again and again, and a proven process for creating a clear roadmap for the next three years of your career, this is an opportunity you won't want to miss. Visit evenbetter.co, that's C-O, to learn more on how to be a part of the Mastermind in 2023. Hey, Marta. So good to see you. What can I coach you on today? Oh, it's good to see you too. Um, So my full-time job is to write a debut novel that sells and establish myself as a career author. I've sought this path since the summer of 2019. And my goal is to go on submission in the spring of 2023. Right. And an attempt to acquire an agent and a publishing deal. Right. I'm open to small presses and self-publishing also. Right. And I spent most of my savings on conferences, workshops, coaching, and hiring a developmental editor. I know today's authors, whether they're traditionally or self-published, have to market their work, and that costs money. Mm -hmm. So how do I best allocate my savings to advance my career. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I am curious to know where you think you need to spend money. What comes up for you when you begin to explore this, this topic of spending your money? I feel like I need to spend it on ads and marketing, mm-hmm. and I, I don't really know how to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I have some experience, but not with books. Um, so I need to probably pay money to learn how to do that and pay money to do that. Mm-hmm. And I think you've said before that, you know, a typical public relations package is around $15,000. That's a common quote. Yeah. And I have nowhere near that much money. Well, listen, I'm not spending 15000 on PR either. I'm with you on that. But Marta, in a way, I think you might be putting the cart before the horse here. So let's go back to your goal of going out on submission in, did you say spring of 2023? Yes. Okay. So beautiful timing. And you are looking for an agent. Yes. At that point, for you and anyone who's listening who's just starting, all you need is a clean manuscript that you feel good about. Not great, right? Very seldom do we think like, oh, this is the best thing. It's just going to be amazing. There's usually a kernel of self-doubt there, but you have taken it as far as you can take it. You have a good query letter, um, which I know you do. We've talked about this before. Your query letter is in good shape. You're understanding how to market your book from just a story perspective. And as you know, I've talked about this on the podcast before. I believe that's where marketing starts is with the concept, the, the blurb that you give, your logline, which is essentially your elevator pitch your title. So you have all those pieces. There's no marketing or money that needs to be spent at that level. Okay. It's just time. And we could say time is money. 
I do think that that's accurate to some degree. But at that stage, all you're going to be doing is finding agents who are a really good match for you. And to do that, you're going to look at who else do they represent, making sure that in every query letter, you're specific about why you chose them. I love the book that you represented XYZ, and I find that mine is very aligned with that. I love what you said at the conference, or we met in this place. You said you have done a lot of conferences and that sort of thing. So that's amazing. You probably have some connections that way. None of that requires money. So let's go to best case scenario for you. Based on what you told me, that means you get an agent who then takes your book out and sells it for you. Yes. Yeah, Marta's smiling. I wish you all could see this. <laughs> Again, no money needed here. You'll want a basic website. And if you can do that while looking for agents, it's a lovely idea so that they can find you easily and just see a little bit more about you. It's always good for people to see that we're humans. You know, a picture of you if you're willing to do that. Not everyone is. Not a deal breaker. Just a tiny little bit about who you are as a writer. And you can create that for $15 a month on Squarespace. It doesn't have to be hiring a designer for a ton of money. Um, I love Squarespace. I think it's really easy to use. It's inexpensive. So you've got that. And I would say, I'm guessing, Marta, I hope this is true, $12 a month is not going to break your, your bank account nope. or your budget. <laughs> yeah. So let's go to the best case scenario, like part B. The book goes out and an editor buys your book. At that point, again, where you're going to be spending your capital, it's time. Really, like that's the capital you're working with, not actual money. And hopefully, whether you go with a smaller press or a bigger house, they'll have some marketing for you. Now, longtime listeners and anyone who's worked with me will know that I believe we have to do some of our marketing on our own. But when I look at marketing, a lot of that is unpaid. Ads are what I look at further down the line in terms of you have a couple books out, you're self-publishing, which is a whole different direction. So we're going to just run with your best case scenario here, which is not self-publishing. Um, it would be more connecting on social media with other authors and readers who might support your book in various ways. I would do a book tour with someone who does book tours on Instagram and or Facebook. Other people sell our books in a way that we rarely can, and that's $500 to $800. It's not a $15,000 investment. I'd say $1,000 max, and that would be for a larger tour. Newsletter, again, I've said this before, that's where I would really focus on as a new author. It's something I didn't do and deeply regret. And that is uh, MailerLite, first thousand um, subscribers are free. MailChimp, very low cost to run. So you can use a service that is fairly easy to use, uh, not expensive in terms of your budget, and begin to update your readers. And even the people who are itching to buy your book, friends and family will be your first people on that list. That's totally fine. So having a place to collect the people who want to read your books and then do read your books. None of that is big budget at all. What's coming up for you now? Oh, I feel a huge sense of relief. And then my first question is, so working yeah. with best case scenario, um, mm -hmm. my agent sells my manuscript. I have two years until it's going to be available in the world. Maybe a year and a half. Depends on who you publish with. 
a lot of the smaller presses and the Amazon houses um, tend to have a, a shorter timeline in terms of publishing. I'd say the average for publishing is 18 months, but some places will get you out in a year. Okay. Well, Marta's face just lit up. <laughs> yeah, I was like, my face. Um, okay, so I, you know, I was thinking I'm getting ready to send the developmental editor my third draft. And while she has it, I was thinking that I would set up a newsletter and, you know, mm-hmm. But it's like, I don't have a contract. I don't know if I ever will get one, you know, so I'm not, so should I just wait until I do? No, because the reality is you can begin connecting with people who like what you do now. We think that we need this product, which is a book, in order to have the right to say anything. I say we, I was this person. Even though I was a journalist and I had other things, I was like, I need the book first. And that's part of what kept me from doing the newsletter. I see a lot of savvy debut authors find other things to offer to the world. Uh, They are interviewing other authors. Sometimes they do a YouTube channel, again, free. They do a newsletter. They feature content of other authors on Instagram. They really show up as a reader and a literary citizen. If you do essays or something like that, you can share those two, but you are essentially building Marta the brand, not just Marta the author. People have kind of an icky relationship with the word brand a lot of times, but what I'm thinking more is like, what kind of mood do you create for people who connect with you? I personally like to look at everything, whether it's my reported essays, my journalism pieces, the books that I put out and the coaching that I do. I really am trying to inspire people to make the most of their lives, not in the Oprah sense, in the whatever that personally means to you. It's different for all of us. So that is kind of my brand. It's like life affirming. And it works across all channels. And you can decide now what I also want to offer you. And I get this question a lot in email. People will just say, oh, what about, you know, I might change my mind. You get to change your mind. If you are writing life affirming love stories and then you want to write thrillers, You can do that. It's still going to be your work. So don't get worried about getting stuck in a rut or carving out the wrong kind of brand initially. The people who really get what you're doing will come with you. Some will fall off, but that's just, that's just how it goes. It's not a big deal. And you'll just bring more people with you, more readers for the ride as you go. It'll grow over time. I love it. And then, so second bait. Um, best case scenario is I go with a small press because I can't find an agent, but I believe in my book and the small press accepts me. Yeah. I want to encourage you to rewrite that story right now. So I, it could, I want you to want what you want, Marta, but I don't want it to be from waiting to get chosen. So if you like the idea of approaching small presses, you may do that as you're querying. Or you may decide at some point, this is totally possible, and I was just working with a client who did this, who decided that she just preferred the idea of working with a small press. She wanted all of the money. She didn't want to give the 15% up. She liked the model. She liked the enthusiasm they had, and that was her choice. So you really want to get all of the information before you make your decision or at least as much information as available to you. So you may decide that your second 
best case scenario, I'm saying that in air quotes, is actually your first. Yeah. So, sorry, Carrie. Yes, on. no, I love reframing it that way. It's way more empowering. I get to choose the path they take. Yep. Yeah. And you reserve the right to change your mind at any point. We get so nervous about making decisions because we think, well, I said this thing. Everyone's expecting me to do X, Y, Z. And first of all, no one's paying that much attention to us. Other people change their minds all the time. We're just not paying attention to that. And you have to live your own life as an author and as a human being. And if something else suits you better at a certain point, you get to do that. No explanation necessary. Lovely little exercise for everyone listening. Try making decisions and not explaining them to other people. As women in particular, we tend to go out of our way to explain why we've decided something. It's like we're justifying it to others. And so just try whatever it is, whether you decided to cook something for dinner, you decided not to go to this holiday party, whatever. Just let yes be yes and no be no. And don't explain. It will serve you so well in your career. All right. And I'm going to get my first choice no matter what. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. And I'll be able to afford it easily. Yeah. Yeah. So you were mentioning small presses. Um, tell me more about what you're thinking in that direction. Um, so there's a part of uh, Women's Fiction Writers Association in there. So that's my genre. And there's um, some women who have published through, I think, like uh, Alcove, Wild Rose. Mm-hmm. There's one or two others. Um, something like that. But then I don't know if you've heard of um, World of Wonders. Um, I'm not going to say the author's last name because it's like 26 characters long. Um, okay. But it's a nonfiction. And this is a book? It's nonfiction. And she got rejected by 24 uh, publishers before she got take, taken on by a, a small press called Milkweed. And they got her oh, to yes. New York Times number five. Yes. And I think I could be wrong, um, but I think this book was also Barnes and Noble's like book of the year last year or something. Yeah. 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 Yes. And it's like uh, uh, 30 essays of all of these things that author finds in nature that she thinks are curious or are wonderful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think what you're saying, I think the subtext here, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that there are many different routes to success. Yes. Yeah. And I love to just remind ourselves of that. When writers come to me most miserable, most upset, it's because they are expecting a very particular thing and it didn't unfold exactly that way, which is life. We all know this in other contexts, but somehow writing is so personal. It means so much to us that it feels much more upsetting, harder to deal with. And so that's where I really encourage my clients and everyone listening too, to just be open to seeing what works out, seeing what is the best path, not getting so hung up on doing it a certain way. Anytime someone comes to me and says, I have to have this agent, I have to work with this house. I think, no, you don't. In fact, it's better if you look around. I remember when I was looking for agents, there was this big name agent who offered to represent me. And my then agent was very new, very young, and she just left a large agency to go out on her own. And I had conversations with both of these agents. And if you had asked me prior, 
to those conversations who I'd work with, I would have said absolutely the big name agent. She was huge. She made seven-figure deals for people. Two minutes into the conversation with her, I knew she was not my agent. It just was not going to be the right relationship. And about one minute into the conversation with the agent who's still my agent, who I love and who has done really well by me and is now a friend, um, I just knew that she was right. So it's kind of like leave the space to be pleasantly surprised. I love that. I love that. I, I definitely have, um, I don't know, type A tendencies where I can be very structured and have this checklist and, you know. So. Me too. And it serves us to do that in so many ways. But being open like that without having a, you know, predetermined destination fantasy, I guess. Um, yeah, it's like, well, you do know your destination, Marta. Your destination is to get this book published and to become a debut author. How we get there is the question. I love you. Thank you. No? Yes. I love you too, Marta. You just make everything okay. Uh, so funny. Thank you. It's a joy coaching with you. Yeah. Thank you. So good. Thank you for sharing this. This is truly going to help a lot of writers. I hope so. I know it's helped me a lot. Thank you. Want to get coached on this podcast? Visit evenbetter.co. That's evenbetter.co to sign up and to learn more about how you can create an even better career as an author. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a second to leave a brief review. Thanks so much for listening.